This is Performance Time, the show about the human side of performance engineering. I'm Stephen Townsend. Performance testing and performance engineering can be one of the most stressful jobs out there. And in this two-part series, I want to explore why that's the case in the first part, and then have a discussion about some of the things that we can do to alleviate that stress in the second part. Let's start with a story from my own career. It was the first time that I was really honestly stressed out and anxious on the job. I was working for a client a couple of months into my career, and my job was to performance test an Oracle Forms application. For those of you who don't know what Oracle Forms is, it's a bespoke protocol that sits on top of HTTP. Now, the protocol itself is not human readable. You need a tool to decode it in order for you to work with it. The tool that I had was NeoLoad, and I was using one of the first people in the world, actually, to use NeoLoad's brand new Oracle Forms protocol. Now, let's keep the perspective that I had just started my career I was still struggling with truly understanding the HTTP protocol and how it worked and the basics of load test scripting principles. And here I was with this pretty complex application with a bespoke protocol and a tool with a new uh, way to support that. And I was way over my head. Now, in the first few days, I had the support of my mentor who was there to help me. But suddenly he was called away on other work in another country. So there I was, left by myself to work on this project. And things did not go well at all. I can't remember how long it went on for. It was such a long time ago. But I I think it was at least a couple of weeks. I was sitting there, scripting, trying to get things to work. And I could get some things to work, but not others. And I had not the skills or the experience to deal with the situation. It got pretty bad. I was hunched over my desk, sweating, working overtime. There was no one to support me. No one who had the expertise that I needed. And all of the pressure seemed to fall in on me. You know that feeling when you you get some really bad news, something life or death Uh, or something really bad has happened to you or someone that you love, and the sense of uncontrollable dread enters your body and it's, it's sickening, and your vision seems to focus in on a narrow point. That was the first time in my working life when I had that kind of feeling. And I've had it many, many times since, but that was the first time. It got so bad that I was sitting at my desk literally unable to do anything because I was paralyzed by the pressure of the situation. My manager or my boss who was there, he didn't have the technical skills to support me, but he did provide me some guidance and try and work me through it. I remember him saying to me, maybe the best thing you can do is just get up, walk away, go for a walk outside and see what comes to you when you're just away from your desk. And it was good advice But in that situation, inspiration didn't come to me. I was ultimately saved when my mentor, after a couple of weeks, came back 
from overseas and then was just thrown immediately into a pot of boiling water having to deal with this situation that I had been unable to deal with. I think if I remember correctly, the problem was a, a particularly difficult correlation rule which I didn't pick up and understand how to deal with. Uh, but also there were some kinks to iron out uh, with NeoLoad's Oracle Form protocol at that time. So in a way, I didn't stand a chance uh, from the beginning. I'm sure that anyone who's worked as a performance tester has similar stories to tell. It's all too common. And unfortunately, it's just part of the world that we live in, the work that we do. So what is it about performance testing and engineering which makes it so stressful, so anxiety-inducing? I think part of it is that performance issues themselves, when they do occur, have the ability to break a project or a release, let alone the application that we're trying to performance test. In the traditional situation where performance testing happens right at the end of a release or a project, if we find a major performance issue, like the entire system is going to crash when we go live, that has the potential to delay go live, delay the project, or even for to cause an entire project or program of work to fail. Not many other aspects of IT can cause that to happen. Potentially, a major security flaw could cause that, but I can't think of many other situations which occur right at the end of a project and cause everything to fall apart. That situation is a pressure cooker for stress and anxiety and just huge weight on the shoulders of whoever is trying to do the performance testing and analysis and the tuning and all the work around that. That brings me to my second point, which is that performance testing is generally done at the end of the delivery life cycle. And the longer your uh, development cycle, uh, release cycle, the more pressure there is to uh, get things right and for everything to perform well. And that's extremely challenging. And that's one of the reasons why DevOps is so important. Uh, the mindset of reducing cycle times down so we introduce less change and less risk as we go. However, the transition towards DevOps or continuous delivery can be more painful than even Waterfall was to begin with because we have in a, an organization, you'll probably have the same number of performance test resources who are now expected to do endlessly more tests than they did before potentially covering even more scope than they did before. And it's just not scalable. And the delivery teams themselves, without some major cultural shift, don't have any accountability for the performance of their platform or of the thing that the software that they're delivering. So that initial period of transition without the support at the right levels in the organization can put even more stress on performance testers than they had before. And that's not what anyone wants. When I was a consultant, I used to do work for many clients and a lot of the time the projects or the engagements that I did were very short in nature. So it was not uncommon to get two or three or four week engagements. And in order for a consulting company who sells me as a resource to get money, I needed to do a lot of those projects, especially if some of those projects were part-time. I ended up having to do in some situations, multiple projects at the same time. 
sometimes for different clients at the same time. I think the worst situation that I ever had, I was doing seven projects at the same time for about four different customers. And that was incredibly difficult to hold all those balls in the air. And the context switching absolutely killed my productivity. And it's that context switching, which is an absolute killer. And I find that it is pretty common in performance testing, especially in the consulting space. I might be missing something, but when I look at the delivery teams in our organization, the developers and the testers and the BAs who deliver most of our of our delivery work, they tend to have pretty structured work in terms of we do these features, this sprint, and we focus on those things. Yes, sometimes unplanned work comes up, but performance testing seems to have a lot of unplanned work. And it tends to be about responding to things you didn't expect all the time. And that in itself causes context switching and extra stress. Becoming a really confident performance tester, it requires a really awkward set of skills. There's quite a wide set of skills that you need, but also some really deep skills as well. And it takes a long time to accumulate that knowledge, those skills and experience to, to do that. It took me around about five years working full-time as a performance tester before I got any sort of confidence that I knew what I was doing. And even then, looking back, I really didn't know much. And right now, there are so many things I don't know. I think that adds to the stress. Because once you begin to see how much there is to learn and how much you don't know, it can become completely overwhelming. I think imposter syndrome is something which is pretty common with performance testers and engineers because, like I said, once you have a glimpse at what you don't know, then you there's a huge hit to your confidence and that can impact your stress and anxiety and well-being as well. Now, on the journey to becoming a really great performance tester or performance engineer, it can be quite challenging to find resources online which really provide the guidance that you need. It's very easy to find resources on the technical details of how to use tools. There are endless resources out there. But what's missing is some really clearly put together information and guidance around how to think like a performance engineer, how to identify and resolve performance issues, and how what a good performance testing process looks like and why that works. And what are the things you need to think about when you're making decisions, coming up with strategies, assessing risk? I was lucky enough in my career career to have some really incredible mentors who really knew their stuff and were able to impart that knowledge and to help me understand how to think about performance. But what if you don't have a mentor? Because there are not very many great performance engineers out there. And I often get people contacting me on social media, LinkedIn, asking for advice and they are panicked and they don't know what to do because they haven't got that support. All of this, of course, adds more stress and anxiety to the life of a performance tester. Now, performance isn't necessarily on the top of the priority of your organization. It seems these days that security is front and center. Everyone's talking about it. There's plenty of money and resource to throw into it. But performance, it's still kind of an afterthought for most organizations. That can lead to feeling isolated at times. 
you can feel like this person who's doing this performance thing, which no one really cares about. And you can feel underappreciated at a time or, like I said, isolated, alone. And that, of course, doesn't feel very good and can add to stress even further. And the last thing I wanted to mention is that when there's a lot of work I've had in the past, managers who say, well, why can't you just hand some of this work over to other, other people? But there's something about performance testing and engineering work which is very difficult to hand over to other people. It usually requires a lot of context, understanding of the systems involved, a, a deep understanding of performance testing and engineer, engineering and maybe the architecture. And that is difficult enough to do, handing over to another experienced performance tester. But often I get asked to hand over what I'm doing to a developer or a functional tester. And that's extraordinarily difficult. So this avenue to offload some of the pressure from you, it turns out to be not viable in some situations. So as you can see, there are a lot of contributing factors to why performance testing can be a stressful line of work. So this episode was about what those factors were. Next time I want to talk about what are some of the things that we can do to alleviate that pressure and that stress and make our jobs as performance testers more enjoyable. I also have a couple more examples of really stressful situations that I've found myself in in my career. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, once again, my name is Stephen Townsend. This is Performance Time.